This is CliffCentral.com. Sex talk on cliffcentral.com. Good morning and Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas from me. Merry, Merry Christmas from me too. And a very Merry Christmas from me. Roxy, it is so cool to have you here. It's been a while since we have shared with you and that is really, really awesome. So this is a two hour sex talk Christmas Special. And a whole lot of wonderful people and friends are coming to share with us. We need collective nouns for gaggles of perverts, gaggles of swingers, gaggles of bondage people, gaggles of all sorts of things. We need some collective nouns for them all. Sex talk. Very enough. Sex talk of pervs. Fair enough. That's their hub. Fair enough. Fair enough. So I want to share with you something first that uh, one of our listeners shared with us anonymously, a poem that she sent in, which is really beautiful. Don't push me into a corner Are you on a timer? You seem to be in such a rush for a fuck That's your word, not mine What I want you can't conceive or try to perceive Take your time if you care to accept a dare To consider my needs which require deeds In need of an explanation Explicit attention is an expectation for it takes time, minutes, even hours, to perform this act that will become ours. It will take patience on your part. We will be united, yet set apart. I seek to see your soul and desires. <clears throat> we will need to be sensual, for I find this essential. With intimacy and tenderness, with willingness and kindness, we will complete this deed as one. Mm, that's mm. very beautiful. Wow. Yeah. Applause. Somebody uh, anonymously sent it in, which is beautiful. I think that probably represents the way a lot of people feel about sex mm. and uh, often are maybe a bit nervous to say or to express to their partners. Yeah. So here's an interesting question. Who wrote that, a man or a woman? Woman. I, I have to be honest, it was me after, and then she orgasmed. Uh, I wanted to compensate to show my amazing English. I copy-pasted from the internet. It was me. No, I'm sorry. A listener, I'm sorry. It's not me. I, I'm guessing it's a woman. Mm. Sensuality. Yeah. Or maybe very, very enlightened. Maybe Chris. Chris, no, was that you? wasn't me. wasn't me. Absolutely not. No, it was a woman. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And this is the biggest thing, the understanding of sensuality. That's really where the power is. And when you get that, everything becomes possible. So, seeing that we have you in the studio, you've been the most awesome contributor to our real sex stories. Thank you, thank you. How's that been for you to share that stuff? It's actually quite empowering. Um, I, I'm naturally a giver, so I like to share mm -hmm. stories. <laughs> Sorry, just checking if she's a giver I'm fondling her leg <laughs> Just checking, it's a test guys It's just a test I was just going to say, I'm going to add commentary to everything going mm -hmm. on today So I'm going to go She says, while Tamar slowly strokes her leg Up and down Her thigh, inner thigh Her just inner thigh, mm -hmm. <laughs> <My> inner thigh. <laughs> I think this may uh, become one of my Alec? future sex stories <laughs> I think you need to come sit here next to me for a while <laughs> I think we can create a live sex story right here for Christmas to be continued. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. So, uh, the first time you heard yourself on air, how was that? 
Um, I must be honest, I, I don't really like listening to the the show. And then she orgasmed. <laughs> Sorry. She listened to herself. She's so sexy. You can die. Sorry. Um, my husband loves listening yeah. to it though. So if he knows that I've been on air and I've mm. shared a story, then that night he is really like, he'll listen to it about four times at his mm. desk at work. And then, um, when he gets home, then we have to listen to it together. Yeah. And then, um, heaven help me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he really enjoys it. And I hope that the, the listeners out there enjoy it. But oh, that they have. The, the contract is right here. You yeah. can start. You, okay. We, you start tomorrow every day. Thank you very much. Beard yeah. eight. You work also holidays, by the yeah. way. It's the Jewish approach. The messages we've gotten from your stories have been fantastic how people have enjoyed them. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm so mm. glad to hear. Yeah. So, you know, it's a beautiful thing to share with your partner because I think what I'd like to do as part of, of this show is just drop in a whole lot of little games and things that you can play and some different ideas for the holidays because that's really cool. And I'd like to talk to you about some different kinds of sex that I wrote an article a while ago equating kind of food with sex because the holidays are quite a lot about food. Mm. And that becomes like such a big focus, you know. So the food becomes a really big part of it. Um, I saw some of your photos on Facebook of your Christmas thing that were so gorgeous. Aren't they lovely? That yeah, was they were actually beautiful. the wonderful Franco Lambiazes yeah. who, at home who just did it. He's the cake man. Mm. Mm. So it was very, very sensual, yeah. very Italian. Yeah, but it so looked so fabulous. beautiful. Yeah. But that's what this is. It is a sensual time with the food and the drink and the family and the friends and the everything else and sex outside because, of course, that's a big one. So also, the, how many more people get caught having sex in the open during this period than any other Lisa time. will Google it just now and tell us exactly what's the percentage, but I'm sure yeah. plenty. So here's a wonderful thing that you can do actually using kind of these stories as a base is tell your partner a beautiful story and a wonderful way to do it if you're shy and if you feel that being with them is kind of just a little bit too intimate is record it on your phone mm-hmm. and send it to them to listen to. That's a beautiful idea. Mm. I've just had a mental picture of you sitting in a toilet cubicle. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> telling your intimate sex story. With sitting next to you, okay? Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, if you hear some squishies in the cubicle next door, you'd know that they enjoyed it. Exactly. It's a good test study. You can actually yeah. test it on your fellow mates mm. from the toilet. Yeah. Only reason I went there is the acoustics are great, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you can always tell if somebody's in a toilet or in a bathroom. Or maybe it was a fan- fantasy about a toilet or a bathroom, then it yeah. works, actually. Absolutely. Yeah, let's not go there tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Why not there specifically? I went everywhere. Why not there? <laughs> so that's why you get all these selfies in toilets. Now I know. Because mm. they're telling sex stories yeah. to their partners on yeah. their phone. And all the selfies of people in change rooms there you go. of the various clothes, you know, Half undressed, dressed. I'd actually be quite um, keen to know how many people have really had sex in a toilet or in a change room in the mall. Me. Okay, Me. how many people in this room? <laughs> Put up your hand. Tomorrow you I am not <laughs> lifting my hand. Okay, toilet is something different, but a cubicle like a change room, no, never happens. I Sorry. don't believe you. I promise you. I don't believe you. I promise you. You can take me there now. It's fine. We go. We'll do the tick. It's okay. Okay, it's okay. so let's just do this quickly then. Where was yours? Oh, gee. So one that's the most memorable was a couple of years back when I just met a girl. I was admitted to hospital uh-huh. and I had to have an operation. And I was in the bathroom at the hospital. That's it. Just before had, I went in for my operation. I haven't <laughs> had sex in the hospital. Where was yours, Christopher? Oh, the airport. Uh, waiting those two hours waiting yeah. before you take a flight. You've got to have sex before you go. Yeah. Where was yours? 
Um, well, I've had a few experiences, uh-huh. but one that comes to mind is at um, Emperor's Palace uh-huh. in the bathrooms there. Um, as a actually as a teenager, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, it was it was quite interesting. Where is our time machine now to go see Roxy in a, in, a, in Empress Palace as a teenager fucking somebody? Yeah. Mine was in uh, as I told you last time with a strap on with another girl in a toilet in South Broome. Mm. Sorry for the people of South Broome. Just saying. Okay, so we can fill in the blanks there. Why do you take a strap on into the toilet with you? It was a date That's night a with me. <laughs> it was a date night with me and my one of my, one of my, my girlfriend, mm. and um, not you, Lisa. You're not my girlfriend. Don't look at me like that. You know, I'm you, not looking at you. Just saying. No, you give me this look. So it was it was me and my girlfriend, and we went. We, it was a whole thing, a date night. And we brought the strap on with us, and we had a beautiful Italian dinner. And then I said, "Oh, I'm not feeling so well. Can you come with me to the toilet? Of course, Lavi, I'll come with you." <laughs> and they came together. Absolutely. <laughs> Okay. So I've never thought about taking my strap on on a date. I'm mm. so doing it this December. Absolutely. Here we go. Pronto's Ravonia. No, come on, come on, man. <laughs> you know, you must take somebody who really loves you. So take your strap on wherever you go. <laughs> and That's flowers beforehand. <laughs> there we go. Flowers in the right pocket, dildo in the other. There we go. Lube Tomorrow, in the back is pocket. Why you've got such a, is that why you've got such a big handbag, Tamar? There we go. That is why it's on my lap all the time. <laughs> Even yes. Going anywhere else, yes. <laughs> okay, so some good friends have joined us. Gumboot and Let's Play. Let's Play. How did you come to be here this morning? Uh, quite by default, actually. So yes. Ended up, that uh, happens lots in the Sex yeah. Talk studio, yes. <laughs> Just got invited along and thought, okay, let's see what happens. Okay. Where did you think you're going to? That's the, let's see what happens. Are you mixing Friday night with today? That's the question. Friday now. night, Saturday night. Saturday night, Sunday, if you could yeah. do every night. Okay. It's kind of all the same. Okay, we got yes. swingers from the highest degree here in the room. I detect. <laughs> and his name is Gumboots. I won't understand the name. Yeah, Gumboots. Like, it's a, such a South African thing. Is it? Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Explain for me. Okay. So, so the miners used to wear the miners, you know, the guys who dig the gold, they wear these gumboots and they did this whole dance thing with the gumboots. And some people think they're quite a fetish item. Like somebody who wears white gumboots under ultraviolet light. That is very cute. <laughs> I have no idea how it connects to swingers clubs, but I like it. It's just a nice outfit. Do you wear anything else with the gumboots? Yeah, that's just was my question. I was leaning across happily into the mic. Okay, so what else do you wear with the gumboots? <laughs> as little as possible. But yeah, the gumboot story came from a nightclub in Margate, back yeah. line. Uh, Six hour fishing competition and then ended up going out. And yeah, one of the most vanilla clubs you can get. Okay. Yeah, and then just stuck. Yeah. Vanilla clubs are very interesting for us who spend time in sexual environments because you have to keep your clothes on firstly. And. Which is terrible. Yeah, and it's not even about sex. It's just being nude and the freedom to do that. Like on New Year's Eve, I'm going to be at the Cliff Central party. Keeping your clothes on, I hope. <laughs> well, that's still up for debate. But um, essentially, yes. We have the competition that whoever wins, whatever, whatever gets, you know, a naked date with Jonty. That was what Gareth said. Oh, and had said no one never. Okay, sorry. Just <laughs> second, second prize, two naked dates. <laughs> Third prize, me. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's really interesting one. I said third one, me. You're still in a higher position. <laughs> I gave two prizes, which is you. I think that's really degrading only me. 
No, it's not. Okay. So let's go back to Roxy and her stories, which is really, really awesome. So you were talking about the fact that other people listening was the idea of that was a turn on for you? Yes, absolutely. Mm. I find that, uh, yeah, it's actually quite exciting just thinking about it right now. Mm. So. Okay. I think we should lock you in tomorrow in the little room there back behind you. <laughs> Just tomorrow put a camera up in the corner. Bad influence. It's terrible. I'm sitting here so innocently and she won't stop touching me. Okay, there are many words we could use to describe you and innocent is not one of them. <laughs> hey, don't ruin my fantasy. My, one of my fantasies take like, you yeah. know, a classic woman never tried anything. Mm-hmm. Never mind. I saw her doing things that, oh my God, I want to forget. But it's kind of a fantasy. I'm sitting next to innocent girl. She actually, she looks divine. She's working out, so you can just be jealous. Talking oh. about that back room, it looks like it's got a swing in it. Well, it's much oh. more, it's a TV. No, it's a TV like studio. TV but it's got this amazing rigging that you can suspend so many things from. And I had some very interesting ideas yesterday, because I always spend time with a couple who are very into yachting and sailing. Hmm. And we had a very interesting discussion about all the wonderful ropes on a boat. And all the masts and the poles and the things that you could do on a boat. And flogging. And, yeah, absolutely. Flogging. Yeah, so we do have a paddle here. So the paddle is for two reasons. It's for people who are not out of hand enough and for discipline. Hey, we've tried it before. It works. It works. So when something works, you say yes. Absolutely. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) So of all the stories that you told us, do you have a memory of any that were, that stood out for you? Um, I think probably the the one of pleasuring myself at my desk. Mm. I, I think that's that's that one stood out for me yeah. quite a lot. I think remind us, sh- remind us. Yeah, I was just about to say. So just remind memory, us. Of that maybe one. was in Israel. Continue. Yeah, I think remind us of that one. Well, basically, I was uh, sitting in my open plan office. I was sexting with a group of friends, and um, I got very, very excited and proceeded to pleasure myself at my desk, Mm -hmm. Uh, obviously very discreetly and very quietly, but uh, it was actually extremely exciting. Yeah, I think we, a little bit more detail would be good. <laughs> I can okay, just, I can, I'm just trying to do that with like one hand texting to a few people, the other <laughs> hand working on my clit. How, explain it a bit more and how many mm-hmm. orgasms were there? Well, firstly, I can multitask really well. Um, yeah, basically it's quite easy. You know, you've got your phone, they're sending you messages, you don't really have to reply. You use Hello Siri. Hey Siri, write <laughs> a message for me. I'm busy. Siri, what should I do with my hand? <laughs> and what did Siri tell you to do with no your hand? At this stage, I'm sure. <laughs> and then she orgasmed. No, and then her boss said, "Have you done that invoice?" And she said, "Oh yes, oh yes, I've done. It. Oh yes, I've done it. <laughs> done it three times." <laughs> Mm. Oh my goodness. So we like that story because it's connecting to yourself and that's something we that do. is beautiful. Absolutely. Also remember this and you know what I think? We did, we did talk about this and I think we got a bit distracted and waylaid with some other things to actually create like an hour of a podcast of a whole lot of just the real sex stories, which in January we will do for you guys. For sure. And put mm. them all in, in one 
Interesting. One city of Roxy, basically, yeah. with a few sidekicks <laughs> of all kind of interesting people from Ireland. Absolutely. But that's been one of the amazing things about sitting at Cliff Central, especially in the week, because there are times in the week where Tamara and I are sitting here, and the most amazing people walk in. And after a few minutes, we just manage to cajole them into sitting behind a microphone and telling us the story. Sometimes much more than we want to know and about different areas that we will actually never get to, like some areas of deep sleep that happened Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Very cool stuff. Yeah. yeah. And they've been quite fascinating. So let's play. Are you a lifestyle? Are you involved in the swinging lifestyle? Yes, I am. Okay. As a single person, as a couple? No, single. Okay. So you're a unicorn. I am. Okay. So for those of us who don't know, a unicorn is a woman who is either in a relationship or on her own and plays in the lifestyle. Yeah, single okay. by female. Single by female. Get the best of both worlds. Okay. How long have you been involved in that? Uh, I've been single for a few months, mm-hmm. but yeah, I've been in the lifestyle just over a year now. Okay. So it's been fun. Okay. Great learning curve. Absolutely. How did you, just out of curiosity, how did you get involved in the lifestyle? Uh, were you single when you got involved or were you involved with a partner beforehand? I was involved as a part of a couple. Okay. And then, yeah. Recently, or not recently single, but yeah, a couple of months, and then it's just, it's a hell of a lot more fun being single. Hmm. Does it open more possibilities, more options? It does. It also opens you up to a lot more stalkers, if you could call it that. Yes. But, uh, yeah, you know, as long as you've got your rules and you manage everything, you're quite fine. Hmm. So that's kind of interesting when you talk about the stalkers, because... Gumboots and I were having a discussion on Friday, which is really important because so many men who get involved in this think that this is an absolute free-for-all and that every woman is interested in them. And basically, what it comes down to is a lot of guys think because they have a cock, somebody's interested. Yeah, it's so wrong. Mm. And it applies to the woman as well. Yeah. So you so, call them crocodiles. Yeah, we came up with the name crocodiles. They hunt below the surface and all you see is two pairs of eyes. And I think... With the guys and ladies that we've spoken to, it's most probably one of the biggest turn-offs out. Yeah. So a guy like that will must probably just sit by himself at a club all night and not get anywhere. Mm. And, yeah, so we try and educate the single guys and ladies. How do you educate them, please? Talk to them. <laughs> Paddles, floggers, canes. The pedal. <laughs> talk to them. So you basically say, come do, let me chat to you quickly. Yeah, so what happens? The single guys rock up at the club and... They normally brought across, and the other guys that are single there will have a chat to them and just say, listen, guys, if you're going to go around looking through doors and whatever, just be normal about it, if I can call it that. Don't be, don't, don't tag onto someone and follow them all night. Yeah, it's, it's a complete turn off. Tell us about it. We know. <laughs> we yeah. just wanted to hear from a male perspective because I'm quite spoiled in that sense. Um, I, you know, I kind of like tell people what I think. So if somebody kind of tags along or dares to say something, I will make sure it will never be back in whatever club I go to, <laughs> as an Israeli does. So, uh, break something, you know, disappear, crocodile, eat him, you know, you don't need to be a crocodile, you could be eaten by crocodiles. So I, I'm, 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 I'm learned, but I'm so happy. That people like you exist. Mm, because, you, yeah. Yeah. And it is just so important. But even in relationships, 
the level of communication that's required for the level of consent. And when I think about this, I look back at my life and I look at the mistakes that I made, the times where I was out of line, where I wasn't aware of boundaries, where I overstepped so many things. And the learning of that has been invaluable. Because when I started a lot of my journey, a lot of my personal exploration, there was nobody around to really talk to about a lot of the experiences. And it's only through those experiences of learning how important that level of communication is and the depth of communication it actually takes you to when you start talking about this. And so many of the couples that I'm working with at the moment, the key of everything is how to communicate. And how to communicate so openly, so honestly. The hard part of that is it requires such vulnerability from both of us, from men and women. And that's the hard part. Well, it's not only in the lifestyle either. It's in general life. Yeah. And you can go to the vanilla clubs that all Mm. of us go to and ladies' rule doesn't apply. Mm. So what is ladies' rule? No, no. So if you're in a normal club... I think there's a lot more alcohol and there's a lot more, there's no control mm. and the guys don't take no for an answer. Yeah. And ladies end up in trouble and most probably won't go back to that club again. Whereas in our lifestyle clubs, if you do cross that border, you are, you'll never be invited back. Yeah. And I keep telling people that and it's so hard for people to understand that that is one of the safest places that a woman can be because you literally can dance naked on the dance floor. Nobody's coming near unless you say it's okay. Yeah. I mean, we've got a very good friend that's been going to our club for about four years now, over four years. And she's never played with anyone. She goes mm. here because she enjoys the environment and she's safe. Yeah. And that's what I try and explain to people. And they, the perception out there of the lifestyle is just so wrong. I think I should talk to her. What's her name? Give me address. We'll make her work. Don't you worry. It's it's yeah. under it's a, that's an under procedure. Maybe that's your maybe that's your innocent girl that you've been fantasizing mm. about tomorrow. I won't exchange your oxy. I'm sorry. I know you want me to fuck off, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> okay. So, how did you discover an enjoyment of women? I've always been curious. Uh-huh. So, of course, being in the club and you have other people mm. that are also curious and then just, just by experimentation mm. and went from being bar curious to bar. Okay. So it's pretty straightforward, very simple. It's like I said, you get the best of both worlds. Uh-huh. You don't have to say no or yes or <laughs> you get to choose what you want to do on the night or if you want to do anything at all. Uh-huh. I know. A lot of women are also very bar curious and it's, it's difficult for women to experience that kind of side of life without being judged. Mm. And when you're in the club and that, you can literally do what you want to, and it's not an issue. Nobody looks at you funny. Whereas if you to try and do that in a vanilla club, it becomes this whole big, you know, everyone stares at you, mm. and it's. So an interesting thing, the extension of that is. Men who are bi curious, because that is growing at the most mm. rapid. Very rate. Christopher so has, oh, has just swallowed his tongue. And Christopher is awake. <laughs> Hello, Christopher. <laughs> yeah, it's a really big one. And uh, there's this huge group of men at the moment having sex with other men without the label of being gay, of being bi, of being anything other than having sex with men. Absolutely. And I, I, I think that it's very much a, um, it's an evolution. Mm. I think it's an evolutionary pro- process. You yeah. Know, you 
you start thinking, okay, maybe I could try with this, and it often starts out in threesomes and, you know, or group situations. Mm. And then you realize it's not so bad, you, you know, and uh, then you start finding guys and... Because yeah. the interesting thing is that as a generalization, <laughs> just let me hear from Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, there we go. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, there's one thing in the lifestyle you never judge anyone. No, mm. um, I know everyone, I know everyone does their own thing, and, yeah. and you know, I've got no rules and an open mind, and you know, it's your limits, and that's what mm. it's all about. It's about your limits exactly. of what you're going to yeah. do and, and when you want to do it. And, yeah. Because I said something a while ago that caused quite a stir, and I've said it a few times since, and I do stand by it, is that a lot of swingers are actually not very open-minded, and they're often not very sexually open-minded. They do what they do, they just do it with a lot of different people. And a lot of them are not that interested in exploring or expanding what it is that they do. I think it's something that we, we speak about quite often, is a lot of, I'm not a swinger. I'm a lifestyler. Mm. It's a huge difference between the two. Swingers will plan. And I think when they plan, that is where the biggest mistake comes into mm. into what they do because that's where the disappointment comes from. Mm. Okay. That's very cool. So. Somebody need a doctor. Somebody need a doctor. A pap smear. I need a pap smear. Quickly. <laughs> <laughs> doctor Anastasia is in the house. Yes, yes. <laughs> She just came back from the hospital. She's going to save us all from being so, psychotic. So we're going to have to ask somebody to get another yeah, chair. Doug, please will you bring another chair? You guys were trying to kill the show. They needed someone to resuscitate That's her. it. So Stat. there we go. We were talking about so many, you know, un, inappropriate things. Thank God Dr. Anastasia is here to calm, the fuck, calm us the fuck down. So we have to ask, how did you get involved in this? What in sex talk you mean? Yeah, Anastasia. Uh, yes, what happened there? What what yeah. went wrong in your Jewish sane mind? <laughs> what didn't go wrong? That's oh. that's more like the question that we should be asking. Um, I was feeling particularly self-destructive, uh-huh. and Jonty said, "How would you feel about coming back on the show after doing that initial interview?" And I thought, well, why not? You know, mm. dignity, prospects of a career. These things are not important in life. That's one way of looking at it. <laughs> so I'm not sure if I'm going to take that as a compliment or an insult yet. I'll share something with you. We did some beautiful um, retreats up in Mozambique with dolphin swimming. It's just off the beach was this wooden gazebo. And we had all the women standing in a circle and all the men standing in a circle. And one at a time, we put one man in the middle of all of the other men. And every man went up to him and really gently just touched his body, not sexually, but, and for most of the men, it was the first time they had touched another naked man. And it was the most incredible emotional connection of something that was just one man reaching out to another. Uh, so I'll share a conversation with you. That was really interesting. That shows male friendship going to a new level. I don't think you were part of this conversation, Gumboot. It was... A couple of weeks ago, I was teaching a workshop at Club Rome that night. So I was there in the afternoon. It was a Wednesday. I don't think you were there. No, I wasn't there. And um, a whole lot of people were sitting in the jacuzzi, just having a chat, as we do, on a Wednesday afternoon. And I was there early because of the workshop. And a couple of people had been in a room playing, and then they came, and they were sitting in the in the hot tub. And um, 
the one guy said, you know, that was so cool. Thank you. Because while they were both having sex, he slipped out of a woman and his friend just kind of gently grabbed his cock and put it back inside. <laughs> and that was just such a new level of friendship. <laughs> I've got your back, bro, and your cock. <laughs> Okay, Anastasia, we lost her again. She's in a coma. No, I'm awake. And one of the things that I always say is that identity belongs to the individual. So behavior is one thing. You know, we've all got body parts. Some of us have this anatomy. Some of us have that anatomy. And we choose to play in whatever way that we do. But identity is something that you own. So like Chris said, you know, maybe he has had sex with a woman before. It doesn't mm. stop him from claiming that identity as a gay man. Yeah, Absolutely. but that's the thing, yeah. that the more labels we put on ourselves, the more we limit our experience and the possibilities and the higher level of judgment we tend to have of those who go beyond the labels. Well, that's absolutely right. And people mm. tend to look at us and look at the ways that we mm. behave and try to infer things from that and to say, oh, you know, this person is engaging in that kind of play. Mm. Therefore, it must mean this about them. Like a man touched another man's penis, therefore it must mean that he's gay. And you don't have the right to apply that label to anyone. Mm. I always say labels are a little bit of a double-edged sword. Sometimes they can be very damaging and disempowering, but on the other hand, they can also be very liberating. So if it's a label that we claim for ourselves, if that's your part of, your part of your identity, it's something that you're proud of, then take that label, make it yours, own it, and no one can take it away from you. Yeah, and that's cool. Is Paige with us? Morning. Paige, good morning. How are you? Good to see you. Very cool. Thank you. It's so cool to hear from you. How are you, animals? <laughs> yeah, just, on the verge of getting out of hand. <laughs> we all As want to see if she's naked. Yeah. Paige, oh, how's the new book going? Naked. Actually, really well. Thanks, I think. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, it can always be doing better. but Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so far so good, right? That's fantastic. In terms of writing the erotica that you've written, Paige, yeah. what impact has that had on you, on your own sexuality? Has it brought out kind of a greater curiosity a greater sense of fun. And this is a big thing, the sense of fun, because we tend to take sex so seriously. Look, I've always had a sense of humor about sex, so mm. the sense of fun for me has always been there. I think what it has done, I'm embarrassed to say, is that I thought I was very open-minded, and mm. I was very proud of myself of how, you know, how open-minded I was. And I discovered when I started writing sex how much I didn't know and how much I hadn't tried and how much actually to my own shame I, I'm not willing to try I don't want to try yeah. not, not willing but I actually just don't want to yeah I have that a lot in my office when people come in and they say oh we're very open-minded you think you and, think you are yeah and I just have this little kind of smile to myself and then somewhere down the line they actually come up and say you must have had a real laugh when we said that yeah yeah and you know somebody invited me to a spanking party um and and well, unfortunately, I had something on. It was a bit of a last-minute invitation. Uh, of course. Yeah. Coincidentally. Very sorry. I would have gone, but I would have gone as me, the writer. Mm. I wouldn't have gone as me, the person wanting to have a sexual experience. Yeah. So that was like also the shield that I covered myself with mm. uh, for that kind of experience. You know, I'm a writer. I'm yeah. doing this for research, and I'm going to yeah. write a funny column about it or maybe a book. Yeah. You know? So I did, uh, for me, it's been a discovery of how little I know and how I've done things – that now I'm not proud of now that I know, you know, mm. so like shaming 
you know, in a book where, where we, we mocked, uh, you know, made a joke about somebody who likes to wee on people in the shower, you know, yeah. and I've kind of learned, so I've learned a lot in terms of that. Okay. Okay. So we're going to take a break for a moment and we will be back. This is cliffcentral.com. What are you doing for New Year's Eve? Join us for the sexiest VIP party at Madison Avenue, Santon's newest nightclub. Cliff Central's taking over the VIP area, so join us as our special VIP and start 2016 on the right note. General admission is 200 Rand, but our exclusive VIP party together with Absolute Vodka is 500 Rand, which includes great music with me, Gareth Cliff, O'Neill, Miss Prue, and the Cliff Central crew, an outdoor tented area, lots of bars, food, prizes, gorgeous people, and a night to remember. Book now for Cliff Central Rocks Madison at CompyTicket.com. Go to CliffCentral.com for more details and stay tuned for everything you need to know. Be absolute and rock into 2016 with us. This is CliffCentral.com. Have you ever really laughed hysterically during sex? Could you, would you? Oh, God, yes. Terribly. Christopher. (laughs) Absolutely. Good. No, I have to. Yeah, I did on Saturday. Okay. (laughs) I was going to say I did it last night. (laughs) Saturday was hysterical. Okay. I mean, you have to. Isn't it the funniest thing you can well, do? Well, sometimes it is, and you think about some of the noises and the faces that we make and some of the things that we do. They are hilarious. And what can possibly go wrong? Absolutely. Well. Absolutely. Well. No so question. are you going to laugh or are you going to cry? Yeah. Have you, you ever laughed hysterically during sex? I'll, I'll, I'll ask you, John, what do you think? Of course you have. Of course I have. Actually, I think it was because of more because of me than anything mm. else. I was just... Had a moment of, you know, self, like the self-importance thing that you mm. take it too seriously. But also when I did something and I fell, it also happens yeah. when I'm trying all kind of weird things. And then you slip over three couches yeah. and you're like, oh my <laughs> fuck. Because there's actually a beautiful, have you done that? I'm going to say no. Oh. oh. go, Don't worry, Tomorrow's going to make no, you giggle just now. <laughs> there we go, she one, started. She that's started. one for the bucket list. Mm. What's that, Karen cry during sex? sex? You mean the bucket list. Yeah. <laughs> now, the, the, the cry during sex is very interesting because there's a thing called a teargasm in conscious sexuality that the emotional release of an orgasm can be so huge and so intense, especially when you spend time building up the energy and becomes a very powerful healing experience that this huge emotional release comes from it that triggers so much. Um, and when that, the flood of that is enormous and the healing that comes from it is absolutely huge. But a laughtergasm is a whole other story because we take it so seriously. <laughs> yeah, it's different if you laugh during sex, you just laugh mm. your ass off, or you laugh because of an orgasm. That yeah. happened to me also. Yeah, and that's just such a beautiful thing that it can trigger so many different things rather than just one particular response. That's a whole, that's a whole chapter of your next book, Paige. Oh. <laughs> I cried once. Well, I'm having sex mm. uh, quite recently, and it never happened to me before. And, Johnty, what you were saying about that incredible emotional outpouring, um, um, and uh, sorry to be a downer, but um, a very close girlfriend of mine lost her husband uh, to a brain tumor last month. And um, it was just after the memorial, and uh, I was having sex, and I, all I could think was that she'll never get to have sex with him again. Mm. And it was like the saddest thing I'd ever thought of. It was like in the moment it just felt like, 
an incredibly sad thing. Yeah. But the, um, the beauty of that is the humanness of it. Because that's, that's a real heart thought. I mean, if you're in like a long-term relationship with somebody, you don't think when you have sex with somebody that that might be the last time that you'll have sex with them. Yeah. And I've always felt that when I've, when somebody's broken up with me, I've been broken up with an awful lot in my life, dumped mostly. Don't we all, Paige? Don't we all? <laughs> and then I don't know about you guys, but I always think I wish I'd enjoyed that last – I wish I'd had one more time, you know? Mm. What, to write another chapter in your book or just, you know, <laughs> that last to... bit of angry sex? <laughs> Hey, you and guys are going to really like my new book that's coming out in April. Ooh. It's set in a strip club in Amsterdam Ooh. where all the strippers are celebrity impersonators. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Gumboot. Paige, uh, we've got some mates in Cape Town. Uh, maybe we'll chat after the show with Jointy and you can go visit mm. them in Longabon. Ah. ah. Yeah, when Paige says her, it's a very nervous fuck, I'm going to yeah. run. It's called research, ah. don't you? Yeah, we tend to have that effect on people, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> very, very cool. Okay. The other really, I want to go back to this idea of fun because we do tend to take this so seriously. And that's where so much fantasy can be amazing, where you can see how ridiculous can you actually get. And that really is awesome. With costumes, with toys, with it just becomes amazing. And you can have so much fun. So here's some really interesting fun things that you can do. The first one is go with your partner to when you're doing shopping, because lots of people are doing lots of shopping at the moment, and each buy one thing that you think could have a sexual application. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Not a cheese grater, please. Not a cheese grater. Oh, no. (laughs) Wrap it up and give it to your partner for them to use on you. With cheese graters. Clearly you don't. Okay, so so if you open your mouth like that, you have to follow through there. I haven't a clue, but it sounds good. I I know what to do with cheese. (laughs) And it's after sex. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Funny okay. how we all go straight to kitchen implements. I was thinking yes. whisk. I don't know what. I don't know. Well, there, there is actually a hole in the bondage world. There is some amazing use of whisks. You can spank someone with a whisk. We've mm-hmm. covered that before. Yeah. yeah Talking about appliances in the kitchen. Yeah. The washing machine on spin dry. There we go. Sorry, Absolutely. Paige, just repeat that. Um, not everybody has earphones, so sometimes you guys talk over each other. Just say that again. Oh, sorry, I said we're all going to find ourselves in the emergency room before New Year. <laughs> <laughs> Cliff Central Sex yeah. Talk sent us to the emergency somewhere room. On, <laughs> somewhere on YouTube is this amazing collection of stories of what has been extracted from people's bodies in emergency rooms yeah, around the world. It happens. Mm. And it guess, happens. here's an interesting question, if you guys could guess, because some of you might have heard this before. We have mentioned it before. What is the most common object inserted and lost in people's bodies around the world? Any ideas? Hmm. I'm going to guess tampon. Nope. Deodorant can. Nope. Carrots. Viennas. Nope. Viennas. Nope. <laughs> Did somebody say Viennas? Animal, mineral, or... <laughs> Are you taking notes, Paige? <laughs> uh, we have a professional here, someone who's very skilled at 20 questions. Toothbrushes. Huh? Toothbrushes. Toothbrushes. Oh, Men and women. Oh, the vibrating ones. Yeah. 
Oh, the little ones and, and the normal ones. For some reason, that is the most common lost object. That's why you should never share your partner's toothbrush. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> no, you don't know where it's been. Mm. I saw, actually saw a cartoon the other day, and there's this old couple. They've obviously been married for years, and they're sitting next to each other. And she says to, he says to her, when I get really angry, how come you never get angry with me? And she says, I just go and clean the toilet. And he's sitting there with this puzzled expression And he says, I don't understand that And she says, with your toothbrush (laughs) I'm getting a safe for my toothbrush (laughs) A lock So here's an interesting question What is the most interesting thing you have used as a sex toy or object? Jancy, why are you specifically looking no, at No, I'm just me? starting with <laughs> going, going around going the room. Around. Okay, first of all, you're the hottest chick here, but other and than that, yes. So we're just starting. What would it be? I don't know, actually. I'll have to think about it and come back to me, please. Okay, tomorrow? Uh, I think it would be, well, that's a very bad question. Mm. Uh, I think almost everything that I could find in so many different occasions. I think the, the, the worst thing that I've used was um, these long... Um, well, I, my friend I know used the thing that cleans the toilet. Yeah, toilet she, brush. Yeah, that's something of a more BDSM. Yeah. Like that's because it's kind of like, hey, toilet me, no. But uh, that long brush that you scrub the back with. Oh, loofah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that one, tried the other part, didn't work so well. Oh. So I kept the, just the long piece in. Okay. But I'll think of more things. Okay. Wow, there's a lot of stuff that that's potentially quite scary. And I'm just remembering a couple of weeks back in mm-hmm. studio, there was that Bry brush doing the rounds? Uh-uh. Yes. Uh-uh. Okay. No, no. Okay. Gumboot? Please don't say gumboot. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> yeah. Be thinking about it. No, haven't. Okay. So it's a whole world for you to go and explore? Yeah, sure. Blushing. <laughs> you are too. I'm going to have to say a permanent marker at my desk. There we go. You and soulmates. Here we go. Okay. Tell us about. Okay, we have to tell us about the permanent. No, 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 no. You're not getting away with this one. Tell us about the permanent marker experience. Uh, Yeah, it was when I had a master, so it was under instruction, Mm -hmm. and had to take a video at my desk, pleasuring myself. And the only thing I could find was a permanent marker in my desk drawer. Okay. There we go. We all need a master. There we go, Christopher. (laughs) You know, I'm a bit with gumboot on this. It's not. A, it's not a big part of my sexual play, actually. And so, yeah, normal, normal, good old dildos. Mm. Okay, Lisa. I'm with the boys on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I think the most exciting thing I probably used was like you know one of those hand massages mm-hmm. uh, that you have. But I, I can't think of anything else really. Okay. Yeah. That's an interesting one. Paige? Yeah. No, and Jointy, you're not getting away with this one. Yes, Yes, Paige, you too. There's not a great deal that I haven't tried. So, (laughs) yeah, there's so many. Um, So I'm kind of a little bit... Name one. At a a loss for that. It was a cheese grater, wasn't it, Jointy? (laughs) Cheese graters never. Or a whisk. Never. But I will share a really beautiful experience with you that you can do with your partner. So we need to get another chair from outside because Melissa has just joined us, which is so cool. Melissa While we get that change, yeah. I, I want yeah. Paige to tell us. Come on, Paige. No, I'm, I'm a, unfortunately nothing particularly deviant. I, I mean, I'm a fan of a penis, so uh, that will be my... <laughs> 
that oh, helped me my first four. <laughs> okay. um, so, yeah, nothing. I, I can't beat the marker. That marker story is hot. Mm, there we go. <laughs> so here's an interesting one that you can do with your partner that is really beautiful and really sensual. Go to a kitchen shop, a hardware shop, an art shop, a whole collection of stuff like that, and buy a whole selection of brushes. So you can start with kind of quite a firm brush, and you could actually do something that's almost like a broom, but not quite. Badger bristle. Hmm? Badger bristle. Yeah, something like that. And then get softer and softer and softer. And the most awesome thing is to lie your partner down, and it's almost like a massage with all of these brushes. And if you think of some of the paint brushes, some of the art brushes and shaving brushes for men, the bristles on those are so soft. And you can have the most phenomenal experience. And I have to tell you that if you get a really, really soft brush and you put a little bit of oil, and that on a clit is absolutely mind-blowing. I just remember I, I fucked myself with a deodorant bottle. Just continue. Okay. <laughs> little thing. Remember. No. Okay. Not the lid side. No, not the lid. It was actually a nice and long bottle. It was just I was wondering if that Nerosta thing can, how the feeling inside. Mm. Quite nice. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That is just awesome. So we have to say goodbye to Christopher. But Christopher, don't forget my Christmas gift. One, it's a date night with you with brushes, oils, (laughs) deodorant bottles, and a Christmas gift that Lisa's going to produce of what are you doing later. And a cheese grater. And a cheese grater. (laughs) (laughs) And then she orgasms. And Anastasia, will you be on standby, please? I'm off to your teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, it's been fabulous. Have a wonderful Christmas. Thank you so much. And we'll chat in the new year. We will talk later, Christopher. Have a goodie. Wonderful. Thank you so much. So good morning, Melissa. Good morning. So cool that you came. Thank you so much to join our Christmas special. So you did something that nobody in radio has ever done before in the world. You had the first live expanded orgasm on radio. How was that for you? (laughs) It was an awesome experience. It was really, really great just to be in the audience, in the studio, and just have, know that everyone's listening to it happening, but just to be lost in that world, it was absolutely beautiful. Because it had huge impact, and we got amazing messages, emails from literally around the world. Had a huge impact on me too. Yeah. How did it feel while it was happening or afterwards? Um, at that time, I was so lost in my own world that I didn't even realize there was other people around us and didn't realize what was happening until mm. afterwards. The impacts knocked me later. Mm. Okay. Mm. And what was the impact? Just how beautiful it was. The, exp- the, this, the whole body just disappeared, just got lost. It was riding waves, just up, down, absolutely beautiful. Mm. Wow, that's because it was so beautiful for us to see and to share. Even with the, even with the peanut gallery in the background, there, that was happening. <laughs> we tried commenting, but even the commenting we couldn't do. Yeah, I was like tweeting the picture of her. By the way, you can still find on our podcast page. And I was looking at her like she's so hot. I'm so superficial; it's actually scary. I was like, oh, she had an amazing experience. Fuck, she's hot. That's all I could and you didn't realize there were other people around. There were so many other people mm. around. That studio window got cleaned so Absolutely. hard. Wait it until, was scrubbed. Wait until you join the Mute Show. Then there's like an audience of people mm. across the road on the buildings and on the roof and sponsors and you name it. That's how we sponsor the show. We actually charge for people to come see like in yeah. a zoo. It's amazing. Yeah. 50 rand each. Go. We get a few thousands of people. Like, oh. <laughs> 
I'm keen for that. <laughs> yeah, Did the you? difference is the animals are on the outside of the, of the cage. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Have you listened to that show, Paige? No, I haven't, but I'm, I'm interested to. Okay, it'll be interesting. I'm watching it, but this time of year, everything gets a little bit out of, out of whack, right? Yeah, yeah, it does. So I guess we have to ask, how long have you been drinking martinis for this morning? Just out of sheer <laughs> curiosity. I knew I'd be chatting to you guys. So I had to start a little earlier than usual. You needed some liquid courage. <laughs> a little bit of Dutch courage to get the day going. Okay. And what are you doing for Christmas? I have my family, family holidays, as we call them. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, spending time with family and a little bit of downtime. I've started writing a new book, so I want to get some words down. Nothing particularly exciting. What about you guys? Hmm. What are we doing? Also, just family, chill, relaxed time. Same, yeah. Going to Israel and um, actually can't wait to come back. So it's kind of like going to see everybody. It's really exciting, but there will be kind of like no action time for me, mm. which is a little bit disturbing. Let's play. What are you doing for Christmas? And I'm off to dad and okay. spending family time and then, you know. Can't wait okay. to get back for the New Year parties. Okay, it's a little bit disturbing that we're all talking about sex and positions mm. and toys, and the next second we're all talking about our families. <laughs> That's the fascinating and the beautiful thing. I was thinking thing. you must take, take your deodorant with you to Israel. Yeah. Thank you, I will. Thank you, Lavi. Yeah. Oh, it's already packed. I'm going to yeah. buy an extra bottle of deodorant, Paige. Yeah. Gumboots, what are you doing for Christmas? I know, I've got a couple of play dates sorted, so mm -hmm. yeah. definitely okay. be a good single guy by himself. What else do you do on Christmas Day? Okay, okay. <laughs> Well organized. I'm going to family. Mm. Okay. Anastasia, what are you doing? Netflix. No chol. Netflix. <laughs> just literally just the Netflix. Netflix. That's pretty good. And, uh, yeah, I'll also be with family. Mm. But hopefully getting a little bit of extra action in over the holidays as oh. well. <laughs> it's a good time to get material from my friends. Let them everybody go off to do yeah. what they do over the holidays. And then when we come back. I want to hear what's happened. So yeah, I can have all their adventures. Tune into Sex Talk in January. You get oh. all the news you need there, Paige. <laughs> we all act like it's going to be so calm and innocent. <laughs> we all act like it's going to be so sweet and innocent. Really, mm. come on. It's not because so many little quickies happen. And when you're with families, it kind of creates different opportunities because you have to grab the opportunities or create them in a very different way, which is lots of quickies in some very different and strange places. Lots of toilet sex. Toilet sex. <laughs> okay, yeah. so I have a challenge for everybody, including you, Paige. So we're going to go to the shops, all of us, mm -hmm. go find a sexy item that we think you can use for sex, right? Mm -hmm. And tweet it out, just tagging everybody in this room. So you need to say nothing else and just tag it. And the people listening to the show and the people in this room will know exactly what it's about. Mm -hmm. Paige, are you in? Come in, count me in. Okay, count, there we go. So I'm going to go to the shop today. I'm going to Krispy Kreme. I'm going to get me some donuts. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I might tweet that out. I might. I'm not saying I'm going to. I might. Okay. So I'll start the tweet and then you all have to follow. Okay. I just want to know where the donuts are going and is, does, is it, it does include anal sex. Is that a hint? No. Well, we, you can eat the donut on the pussy just like we, middle around. I, I yeah, don't know. we are doing. Five ways. <laughs> we did that. We filmed a little. Anal massage lesson with a donut and it got lost somewhere. <laughs> we'll so do it again. We are going to do it again. But my idea is we are going to have chocolate covered donuts and white covered and rainbow so Because we want to cover every spectrum there is. Yeah. So we want donuts with every little 
bit of icing that we can find. We're going to go get a Krispy Kreme sponsorship for the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't know if it's has, fitting with their branding. I was going to say, has Krispy Kreme agreed to this? Did you get consent? Not well, yet. Not that's yet. A different when story. you make a product with a hole yeah. in the middle that basically, you know, you get an orgasm while eating it, I think you know it goes without. Get that? What? what? <laughs> Do you know how the holes get there? <laughs> Someone in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, John, John T has another job when he leaves the studio. <laughs> and listen, next year's sex talk sponsored by Krispy Kreme and Cheese Grates. <laughs> there we go. I'm with you, Pat. Yeah, with. Uh, I'm not going to start working on that one right away. That's. It. We need a, a. Actually, that would be really good to have like a, a kitchenware sponsor. Okay. Kitchen equipment. John T. Are we going to wing that one, John T? Yeah, well, does anyone know someone at VIP? I don't know. That's that's <laughs> yeah. That's Tanya's <laughs> job. She'll sort that out for us. <laughs> Listen, if Yuppie Chef is single, I'm in, huh? <laughs> okay, great. And a chef. Jesus. You're going to fly up to Joburg for that one, Paige? Seriously, make him a Yuppie Chef barman, and then I'm in double. Bo- Yuppie Chef barman drummer. That is easy to yeah, organize. Paige is speaking my language, definitely. Mm. Okay. So here's an interesting one. So let's talk about this. I said we were going to do it. Different kinds of sex that you can equate with different kinds of food, because this is a very food time of year for lots of people. So the first thing is junk food sex. So junk food sex, we can kind of equate that almost to like the McDonald's. And all it does is fills, yeah, and it just fills your stomach. And that's all that it does. There's no nutritional value in it. There's no emotional value in it. There's nothing except it fills your stomach. Yeah, if it's if it's getting into the stomach, then anatomically speaking, I think you're doing it wrong. I'm yeah. just saying, you are. I'm not, I'm not a doctor or anything. Okay, so what's the junk food sex anybody's had? That was just kind of, eh, I can walk away and it just fills my stomach like at two in the morning. So it's the, it's the dark room. It's self-satisfaction and that's it. Yeah, ah, and you never know who's on the giving or the receiving end. Okay. I picked up a guy once, literally from a coffee shop in the middle of the night, like, how are you? Come. And it was a nice hour. Mm. I don't know what his, what his name, but bless Didn't him. did orgasm? Yes, I did. Thank <laughs> you. Okay. Listen, anyone who has small children will know a lot about that. You're mm. like, it's just gone to sleep. It hasn't woken up yet. It's just, we need to just fuck. Mm. Like, drive through sex. Drive through sex. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one is... Fast food sex. So fast food sex is different because fast food sex actually has some nutritional value. It's not junk, but that's the quickies. That's the fun stuff. So what do you think about the fast food sex? Mm. That's kind of what you were talking about there, Roxy. I picked oh, – I don't want to – okay, again. I look boring here. Anybody come. Say, say, tell, tell us something, please. And then she orgasms. So for the people listening now, if they do not understand why we're all going and then she orgasmed, last week we were listen telling a sex week. story. Okay, so go listen to last week and you'll totally get what we're all on about. Paige, you're going to murder me after you hear that one. They were all going with beautiful terms and metaphors. And all of a sudden I said, fuck, I don't know English. So I just thought, you know, let me be the, you know, let me be the annoying one. I said, then she orgasmed. I ruined it. They all hated me the whole show. That was like pre-ejaculation there. (laughs) So the next one is the comfort food sex. So the comfort food sex, think about this. Every family has a dish or a meal that's kind of the comfort food for them. Every person has, yeah, so maybe it's the missionary position, whatever it might be. So it might be roast chicken. The doggy style, when you don't have time, you say, come, baby, come on behind quick. Yeah, which the chicken idea is always interesting. So the difference between kinky and perverse, anybody know? 
with regard to chickens. The chicken is alive, right? Is either the fe- <laughs> the fe- that <laughs> taking it to a whole other level? Yeah. The feather or the whole chicken? That's <laughs> it. There we go. Okay. So that's kind of the, that's, that's the comfort food sex. And then there's gourmet sex. So the gourmet sex is the stuff that you have to plan, you have to prepare for, you have to know, you have to learn. Yeah, but the problem with that is that they come in tiny little portions. They yes. do. Yeah, Ridiculous, and you're still starving half an hour later. Uh, I think you've been eating in the wrong places, Paige. <laughs> no, I went to a gourmet restaurant on, on Friday. I think Paige hit the neighborhood nail right there, hey? Yeah. These small little portions leaving you unsatisfied after. <laughs> I'll say it again. Yeah, You're eating in the wrong yeah. place with the wrong uh, people. You need to change the, the people you play with. There we go. Uh, we're still talking about food, actually, but <laughs> I agree with about that as well. And it there has we to go. end with whipped cream. Yeah. So somebody has just walked into the studio and picked up the paddle we have here with a vicious look in her eye. Claudine from Jittery Citizens Improv. Good morning. And we're so cool that you came to play. No, no, no. We were early. We started at 9.50 already. So you were not invited. That's actually the truth. not so much. (laughs) I just joined in on the gangbang. That's exactly what this is. It's never fun. To what? be the last one in on the gangbang. <laughs> oh, I don't know so much no, about no, that. No, no, because then you feel awfully left out. It's only two of us, hey. don't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm speaking for myself, I think I could manage and cope. No problem. There we go. Good boy. Wow, the, those are fighting words. It's not so much that you're late for today's show. We just think of it as being early for the next show. Hmm. Oh, wonderful. Which is, which is going to be on, uh, which is going to be, I think, the 8th of January. So it's fine. You've got a while. Okay, cool. Get comfortable. I've got, I've got time to just settle in. Yes. Okay, good. Okay. What have you been doing lately? Because you've been really busy. I have been really busy. Thank whoever is up there. Mm-hmm. Really it's have. my pleasure. <laughs> no, 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 you're normally done there no. yes. um, I have been doing stand-up and improv and traveling and, and, and mm. So, been very busy Is the and, and, and stand for dot, dot, dot? Sex, 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 okay. sex, sex, sex No, no, we wish there was more sex involved But, um, yeah, I've just been having a good time Getting summer ready Mm-hmm. Beach body ready. Look at these abs. Look. I love showing my abs on <laughs> Woohoo! That is boxing. That is two lessons of boxing, people. Two lessons of boxing. <laughs> That's lessons. really good. So we're going to tweet it later on on the show when the show is actually going to be broadcast. <laughs> okay. Definitely. We can see it. You can oh, see it. I had a brain aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I've been busy comedian-inging. Mm. If you know what I mean. Okay. So now we need you to be a sexual comedian for a oh, while. Oh, God. No Absolutely. Pleasure. So just hey, think about recording. Well, we can, we can say, just think about your own sex life, which might no, be sad. It might be funny. It might be. actually where all my material comes from, to be mm. honest. Yeah, you and Paige, you see, you need to compare notes. Uh, no, it's, it's true. It really is. Um, I mean, the first time I ever got naked in... You see what the problem is? Let me just set up the whole scenario. Okay. There is a problem with white males in this country. Yeah. Because they are expecting what they got on porno tube. <laughs> I have seen their porn searches and it's not pretty. Mm. Okay? So I, I know. You see, that's why I love black men. Do you know why I love black men? Tell us. Because black men love me, baby. <laughs> can, I, can I tell you, do you know how I, lo- I know black men love me? When I walk past a group of black guys. Yo, yo, yo. Upagile. 
<laughs> which means nobody here actually speaks for neck and neither do I. But I was like, that sounds like a compliment. And what it means is she is, she is packed. She is packed. She's ready to go. She is ready to go, which is realistic. That is what we look like. Ladies in this room, if you do not have a dimple of cellulite on your bum, please give me a... I'm going to be alone forever. Okay, let's all line up and I'll check. Yes. <laughs> because seriously. We have a problem with a few mm. ladies in the room that doesn't have, but I'll join your yeah. line. I'll show you the cellulite. Yeah. Don't you worry. Exactly. Yeah. So here's exactly. an... Uh, that's unrealistic, you know. Something that you said is quite an interesting one, so let's ask the questions. Yes. Have you ever shared your porn searches with a partner? Lisa. I don't really search a lot of porn, though. Have you? Um, don't avoid the question. Just say <laughs> yes or no. Just say yes. No. Okay. Tomorrow, have you ever done that with a partner? Well, I'm not very good uh, in English, so I kind of like write sex. Sex. Uh, girls and sex. No, I, 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 what I do, I, I, I search. I go to you porn or whatever uh-huh. or something I don't advertise at the moment or <laughs> X videos. And I just go and I look for the video that looks the cutest or like the hottest or like the weirdest and I click on it. Does right. that mean yes or no? No, I, I don't. Oh, if you ask me, of course. Yeah, everything goes. Yeah, I'm okay. not shy about that. Have you ever that's... shared that with a partner? No, I haven't. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, I've got a chat group. It's about 30 of us on it. Yeah. But it's more. Jokes and stuff, mm. not hardcore porn or anything. I don't really search those sites, but the jokes, yeah, definitely. Okay. Have you ever shared the porn you watch with a partner? Yes, I did last night. Cool. I'm actually shocked. <laughs> I'm actually shocked. And the reason why I'm so shocked and can't believe it is that is, is I feel like that is essential to knowing what your partner is into. Mm. You have to be able to say, I am looking up. Two buxom blondes wanted hard from Big Daddy, or whatever you are searching. How is your partner supposed to know how to please you, mm. or how, to, yeah, how you should please them? If you're not, it's called the it's, yeah, it's all about communication. Yeah. yeah, but it's important that they know. Absolutely, you know? but it makes us so vulnerable. Yes. Well, Paige, have you ever done that? I did once. It was a long time ago, but I think you're right. What you're saying and how important it is. It's a hard thing to. Uh, bring into a relationship mm. you reach a point where it's too late um, and then it becomes harder and harder to do it Yeah, um, but I do think it's important um, and I should take my own advice in that mm. case oh, it's one of those things you need to put on the table from the beginning yeah yeah. and uh, it's one of the most amazing ways to really get to know somebody yeah I think we also feel vulnerable because we're so concerned with what other people are going to mm. think <coughs> Excuse me. Her last words were too much, too much, too many blowjobs. Um, no, I think we are too concerned. You know, we're too worried that somebody is going to be really shocked when mm. we in, you know, fairy, furry midgets or transsexual midgets, you mm. know. That we are so concerned with Anastasia that. just literally <laughs> Anastasia picking the, up the paddle. You really ask <laughs> correction. No, no, she gets very no, we're, we're people, not sex objects, but you know, <laughs> she's a feminist angry chick, okay. Dude. Can I, I just borrow your phone you while you're talking? Into? I just wanna just wanna look at your phone. Nothing <laughs> <specific>. <laughs> I'm just saying whatever you into should be an open discussion mm. and should be look, I'm into this, you may oh. think it's a little bit... Look at Fifty Shades of Grey. 
actually. No, we don't want to do that. Yes, yes, boring. Yes, whatever, boring, yes. But I'm just saying, like, you know, to be open about your sexuality, to be open about what mm. you're into is... Yeah, because a big thing about that is it's about fantasy. Exactly. And, and the important thing to recognize about that is our fantasies have nothing to do with our partners. If I want to look for young, big, boo, bucks and blondes like you were talking about, and my partner is not that, she's never going to be that. It doesn't mean that I love her any less. It doesn't mean that I desire her any less. That's simply an aspect of my fantasy. I think that's where a lot of um, issues also come in with the porn. Where women will see their guys looking at porn mm. or whatever and think, well, okay, well, I'm not that person, so I can't meet his standards. So it's about it, the lack within me. Yes, it becomes mm. a whole insecurity thing of, okay, well, this is what he's actually looking for, and I'm not that. Mm. You know what? It's actually so important what you're saying. So I had dinner with a couple bunch of friends last week, all very, very conservative, and some of them I've never met. So you're obviously not talking about that dinner. The dinner that we no, not our dinner at Salsa. No, that was completely not PG. Anyway, and one of the guys was on one of the other Cliff Central shows, yeah. the more business show, and I said, oh, no, I heard your show, whatever else, and we're on Cliff Central. He's like, oh, which show do you do? And for a moment, I went quiet. <laughs> and then friends that knew the show that I'm doing, they all started laughing, and I'm like, I do the sex talk show. And we started talking about sex, and one of the things he said to me was like, oh, so are you not happy at home? Because I made comments about the people we deal with and, you know, that we're more in action with or that we're more in touch with naked people and nudity and that. And he's like, oh, so you're not happy at home. And I actually just sat and I wanted to comment, but I didn't because this was an argument I was not going to win. And at the same time, it's like that's how people are. They're like kind of like, well, you know, if you're looking for something different and you're talking about other things, it means you're not happy at home. And in actual fact, the fact that I talk about sex a lot means – I'm more comfortable and I'm more happy with my sexual life at home than people who sit there and pretend that they don't have sex. Because the interesting thing about a lot of people who go and have affairs, for example, it's not often about their relationship. It's not what they do or don't have. It's very often about something that's lacking in them more than something else. I read a book um, last year sometime, and a big part of the book was that um, a lot of what we perceive – in other people is actually to do with us. It's a reflection of ourselves. So for someone making that type of comment to you, you know, that's what he thinks. And he thinks, well, you know, if, if he's unhappy at home, that's what he would be doing. You know, um, and earlier in the show, we spoke about the labels that we carry. And um, another saying came to mind that it's actually none of your business what other people think of you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's that's very true. true, you know. Um, and it's difficult for us because we are bombarded with sort of the media and, you know, we are very aware of what uh, society thinks of us. But if you can get to that point where you really don't give too much of a shit about what other people think, it's, it's really quite liberating. Mm. And in a way, sharing your porn with somebody is the same thing as sharing your fantasies, but your fantasies will often go much deeper into that. Mm-hmm. So sharing that with your partner becomes just so important. But it's also about being so okay with it's your It's like body. a blowjob, Claudia. Mm. You've got to be up real yeah, close. On top. That's what I'm saying. It's about being so okay with your body, you know, um, and being so comfortable. I was going to say my funny sex story that the first time I got naked in front of my boyfriend, and I don't care who you are, the first time you get naked in front of anyone, it is, it's intimidating. 
And, you know, the first thing you want when your man opens his mouth is something like he wants, um, Oh, let me lick you up and down <laughs> till you say stop. Oh. Mm. You know, you just want something a little bit sexy, <laughs> subtle, yeah. a little bit beautiful. What I got was, oh, you got a hole in your leg. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? God, it's cellulite. But they don't have a clue. And that's why you've got to rock. You have to rock what you've got. And that's also what I've learned about doing stand-up and, you know, um, always in my acting career I've been told, no, you're too fat for this role, you're too short for this role, your eyes are too blue, your hair's too black. You know, not that I'm any of those things, but anyway. Um, but in stand-up you really can embrace your flaws and laugh about them mm -hmm. and say, you know what, my fat ass ain't so bad. You know, and there's somebody who thinks my fat ass looks like Heidi Klum's, which is absolutely perfect, you know. And it's also about rocking that and mm. rocking what you've got. And the more comfortable you are with you, who cares about your porn search, mm. you know. If someone said to me, you've got a hole in your legs, I would have said, yes, it's my vagina. <laughs> I, I, I assumed he wasn't talking about that hole. Owing to his shock. Yeah, it's also, yeah, just from the doctor's perspective, if your vagina is inside your leg, then you might, <laughs> might want to get it checked out. Yes. Yeah, we, we might want to see some pictures of that. Oh, right? you, might, you might need a pap smear. <laughs> Dr. Anastasia, anaphylaxis on Twitter. There we go. <laughs> just put your it's, a, it's, a whole, it's the whole thing of you've got it flaunted. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a book that I want to recommend to everybody that my friend Galen Fuss in America has released called Decoding Your Kink. And it really is phenomenal because it gives you some of the most amazing insights and tools to get in touch with our own sexual authenticity. And very often we're so far from that because of the guilt, the shame, the embarrassment, the, the sexuality that we don't own and celebrate. And that really is huge. And I think if there's one message for sex talk, that's it. Over the year. 18, 21 months we've been okay, doing so it. our show's over. We'll be not doing any further shows. You now have the message. Is that it? Are we finished? That's it. We've just summed oh the whole God, thing up. Oh, my God. Can we go home now? Let's just leave the comedian here. She can do all the jokes and everything and laugh. And Congratulations. You inherited a radio show. <laughs> All about sex. <laughs> there we go. Absolutely. But it's an amazing thing when you get in touch with your sexual authenticity, how you get in touch with the authenticity of yourself in so many other areas of your life. We spoke about this quite a lot last week in the interview that we did with Gareth was how our sexuality connects to every other aspect of our lives and how the other parts of our lives connect to our sexuality. So when I pause, that's a good time for everybody to say. Yeah, okay. so. I'm, I'm only thinking of what can yeah. we do with all these amazing people. That's the only thought that comes to my head now. And I want to make challenges of like who kisses the mm. most, but everybody's going to kill me. So mm. Here's a nice party game, actually. So we said we're going to share some games. So this is a group game. Can I say it's really hot in here? Is. We know. It we are is, so but hot. we can't I put... It's our fault. We can't put the aircon on because it makes a noise. So we've got to take... So what you well, will hear yeah, is... Oh, my God, she's on to the master plan, guys. We've been found <laughs> out. Retreat, retreat. Get this up. So here's a very... Keep this trick in the book. Yeah. 
Excellent. So you said that again, Paige? It's the cheapest check in the book. It is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, when it comes to cheap checks, we, we've got, we got them, we got them covered. We got, got them covered. covered. But here's a cool game that you can play with a group of willing friends. They have to be willing. Yes, consent. Because this is really a game about <laughs> consent. But it will teach you quite a lot about consent if you play this, actually. So it's called Sexy Statues. So one person gets into a position of their choosing, and then the next person comes along and can either rearrange them or rearrange them and remove some clothes. And then the next person comes along and does the same thing. So it just kind of keeps on growing and building. And you put people into these amazing positions. You can undress them step by step. and it becomes this Incredible fun. So if you do this with your friends, please send us some pictures. What about if you I've got you have to microphone. microphone. Just kidding, just kidding. I've oh. got um, an addition to the game. Mm-hmm. What if um, you have to use so you have to, you can't use your hands oh. to move them? Cheese grater. <laughs> cheese grater. Says cheese grater. <laughs> but there's a very cool kissing game like that. Like that you've got to move your tongue. Yeah, there's a, but there's a cool kissing game that says the only thing that you can do is to keep kissing. And as soon as you touch something else or somewhere else, you have to pay a forfeit. So the forfeit is you do to your partner whatever it is that you would like sexually. Make me a sandwich. <laughs> so who is going to be in the sand? Do you want to eat a sandwich or you just want to eat a yeah. sandwich? No, literally the, the old-fashioned kind, mm. the one with the bread mm. and the fillings, yeah. So that is into the kitchen and make me a sandwich. So there's an interesting question. Paige, have you ever been in a sexual sandwich? Um, I have. I'm, I'm hoping that my version, what I think a sexual sandwich is, is the same as what you think a sexual sandwich is. You said well, yes already. Now it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> Let us go down in history. There we go. Roxy? has been involved in a sexual sandwich. Sexual sandwich? We're going to leak that to the press mm-hmm. of your next book, page. <laughs> Most definitely I've been in a sexual sandwich. There we go. <laughs> Everybody's running Stop away. looking at me. You know that I have. <laughs> sexual sandwich? We used to play. Now, this was like a rite of passage uh-huh. at university when you go to drama school. We used to play something, and it was around Christmas time, so we just called it Christmas Blanket. And what used to happen is we all used to get naked and we used to be drinking, living the dream, and we'd all go under the blanket and make out with each other. Really? Yes, it's so much fun. Mm -hmm. Just saying, after this, he's free. Who needs a blanket? Where's a blanket? I really like your game much better than Jaunty's, I'm not going to lie. It's so nice. But I want to tell you about another Christmas game. Mm -hmm. But you have to talk it into the microphone. I'd love to. I'd love to. Um, Well, not a Christmas game. This is actually, it's a board game. Have you heard of monogamy? Mm Mm-hmm. Have you? The yes. thing we do or the thing monogamy. we play? Why no. would anyone do that? No, it's a board, it's a board game. game called Monogamy. Hmm. No. So I bought it with my lover when we first got together and we were like, things were really spicy, whatever, but we thought, let's just have fun. And you get to the pink cards and the pink cards are like, kiss each other on the mouth. So we're like, mmm. and then the next thing you move on to more, a little bit more hectic and you get to the blue cards and the blue cards are like, Right, take your clothes off and give each other massage. Then you get to the black cards. And I was like, whoa. Um, it was like, put your fingers like this in this position. How do I explain that? Like a cook, uh-huh. sister. Like a cook sister. sister. And 
put a Vaseline on the cook sister. Uh-huh. And then what you have to Some do syrup. is you have to get your pon- partner to answer yes or no questions. And for every yes, they get one jab. <laughs> and for every no, they get two. And I thought this game is just, it goes from sweet and sensual and sexy to, oh my Word, I'm really getting to know this person. <laughs> I think we should get this game for the new yeah. show, John T. You should, you should. Melissa, have you ever been in a sexual sandwich? Yes, I have. Okay. Gumboots? <laughs> with, co- with the cook sister. With the cook sister. With the cook sister. No, but we can make a plan. <laughs> Gumboots? Yeah, we had the twister with mm. lots of oils and yeah, it was really fun. Mm. Yeah. Very slippery. Okay. Yes, I have been. Yes. Club sandwich. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so I am the only one in this room that has not been in a sandwich. What? Oh, okay. I suspect by the end of the show you're the only one who's lying, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Paige thinks that by the end of the oh, show yes. I would have been in a, in a, in a, in a sandwich. Mm. So I can't help it. It just reminds me of that episode of Seinfeld where George Costanza has a threesome with a woman. And a sandwich. I an remember actual that. sandwich. <laughs> I remember that perfectly well. Yeah, tomorrow's on the same page. Let's as find me. that clip and we'll put it on our podcast page. Oh yeah, we'll we'll find it. It was it was And then she discovers long. that she's in a threesome. She doesn't know. Oh yeah. Yes. She gets yeah. very uh, very upset. Mm. Okay. She didn't. And in the end I think I think he chooses the sandwich. Here's an interesting question. Let's start here. Your sexual wish for the coming year. Oh, wow. wow. Um, sure. That was just sprung on me. I think that I would just like to have much more sex in much more places with many, many different kitchen utensils. <laughs> okay. There we go. Tomorrow, your sexual wish for the coming year. I would like to take some lessons um, of BDSM, but proper lessons from good dominatrix or prodoms that will teach me how to, because I had a very bad experience and I would like to, um, not, of course, I had very good experience as well, but I would like to help people to approach BDSM exploration and shame fetish, as you just mm. uh, chatted about the, your colleague, uh, the sex therapist. Um, I would like to know a bit more of my on myself, how to approach it better, how do you start, and how do you actually also dominate? Mm. Okay, that's interesting. Let's play. Your yeah, also wish. same thing. Uh, lots more sex, mm-hmm. more fun, and just exploring the boundaries and pushing them. Okay, gumboots. So for someone who doesn't plan, the 1st of January will hopefully be a ladies' gangbang. Okay. <laughs> well, mine is definitely to play with more women. Okay. How are you? Uh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you tomorrow's business card after the show. <laughs> I think I just want to be a little bit more liberated and try new and sometimes scary things. I'm not too sure what that is at the moment. Mm. I'll give you to like the idea of well. it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just about being open and saying, you know what? I'm going to live the improv dream and say yes. Cool. Sexual wish. Are you, <clears throat> are you joking, Jainty? I can't even get a date. Let's not overextend ourselves. <laughs> so Anastasia, so sexual wish is to get a date. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm very far away from being able to have a sexual wish. I think I'd, I'd at this point I just go for the roast beef sandwich. Oh. Okay. Roxy, 
Um, I think my sexual wish for the new year is to um, not necessarily have more sex, but I'd like to have more meaningful sex. And I'd like to maybe just um, sort of connect sex and soul a little bit more this year. I think for me, 2015 has been a year of a lot of fast food sex. Mm. And uh, I'm really wanting to move a little bit away from that in the new year. I think for our listeners, Roxy, they're hoping you're going to have a lot more dirty sex so you can share yeah. those stories with them. Yeah, that we will definitely do. There we go. Yeah. Paige, your sexual wish for the coming year. Mine's quite boring, but if you know me, then you'll know it's, it's this is probably one of the first years that I'll go into the new year um, satisfied. And, um, and like I said, it's a rare thing for me. It's always been, you know, a difficult thing for me. So I'm, I'm feeling... That I'm, that I'm in a really good place sexually. And, um, I feel like I've, uh, maybe it's an age, a function of age. I'm 41, but I feel like I've finally kind of come to terms with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I would like continued fulfillment and happiness that I'm, that I'm experiencing right now. I, I'm in a good place. That's beautiful. And she's great. It's rare. Let me tell you, mm. every other year, if you caught me on any other year, it, it wouldn't have been this. Mm. That's beautiful. Well, my sexual wish is to simply share as much as I can with the world. I would like to help people have as much pleasure as possible, as much connection, as much intimacy, as much fun, excitement, love, get in touch with who they are, find the connection between sex and spirit, have just the beautiful fullness of the expression of humans that we are and understand the transformational power of sexuality within ourselves, bring that out into the world. Give a little yeah, that. It would have been easier to just ask for world peace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we're not interested in easy. So there we go. So everybody, this has been one of the most fun and beautiful sharings that we have had on Sex Talk. But Melissa's not naked. Uh, well, that's not fun. For we me. have a whole year. Lisa, I challenge you all. Uh, wait, to join Lisa, us. you missed that. Hold on. What, what did you say, Paige? I said I am. You're naked. What? Okay. I am getting okay, on a so plane Lisa right is just now. Sliding off her chair. <laughs> <laughs> naked so. and martinis. A fact. You do not get any better than that, Paige. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Oh, by the way, it's my birthday on Saturday. You can send me some pics if you want. <laughs> So thank you. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> yes, I know I am. So thank you all so much for sharing. This has been really special, really beautiful. We wish you all wonderful holidays, a really peaceful and pleasurable new year. And we will be back in two weeks to share with you. Thank you all so much. Ooh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. This is CliffCentral.com.